Welcome to the Manifestor's Journey podcast. I'm your host, Candy Nairobi Santana, law graduate turned actress, author, and producer. I believe life is all about creating from a place of wisdom, love, and courage. Each episode, we will bring you inspiring stories and messages to help you create your dream life today. Hi, everyone. So excited to introduce to you this week's guest, Melanie Santos. She is a cosmically connected New Yorker, millennial Latina, wife, mother, and self-love and mental health advocate dedicated to shining her light in an effort to stimulate change. Using her online social presence, she motivates her followers to reach deep within, connect with their higher selves, and manifest their best life by living purposely and loving unconditionally. She is also the founder and creator of Mal Alamode, which caters to women of all walks of life with a focus on overall improvement, spiritual enlightenment, modern parenting, budget-friendly fashion and organic beauty, travel, the promotion of self-love, and the distigmentation of mental health. This episode, we talk about everything self-love, mental health, and taking care of your mind, body, and soul. I hope you guys can take these tips and incorporate them in your life and really enjoy the conversation. Thank you for tuning in.
Welcome, Melanie. I'm so excited to have you on. We're already up to episode number seven. And I'm really excited to have you on. Um, I can brag about you for the next five minutes and everything you do (laughs) and the voice that you represent. So I'm very grateful to have you on. Thank Uh, you for having me. Yes. So let's get started. So we met in college, which was like, you know, a few years ago, maybe like two or three. We're young. (laughs) Uh, Was it our first or second year? I think it was definitely our first year. Um, we were so excited. I remember we would go out every Thursday, but we had amazing grades. We, we had did. amazing grades. We did. We did. We did. So it was, it was nice. I think it was when I dorm. So it possibly was the first year. Mm-hmm. And now so much has changed since then. And I want everyone to hear your journey and how you got started with your channel, with the new moon. First of all, every time there's a new moon and a full moon, I'm looking you up to do the rituals. That you <laughs> <laughs> I've That's done amazing. it with friends so many times and I'm like all right guys are we ready let me look her up and we literally mount you up to watch your videos I swear (laughs) so tell us how you got started um really your inspiration and how did you find your voice to be so influential like the way you are today um all actually my entire voice is just me um my blog came from a need to have an outlet and need to have a creative outlet where I could just be myself. The way that I heal, the way that I um, live and I'm able to like level out is by exchanging energy with other people. So in college, I felt like I had a void and, and yes, I was going to school and I had an internship and I had a job and whatever. And I was exchanging all this energy, but my creative energy was stifled. And um, I was starting to learn how to deal with my mental health issues. Um, I've suffered with anxiety and depression for over 10 years. So I needed a place where I could just go and like dump all my feelings and talk about things that I loved and the things that I didn't love and the ways that I hurt and the ways that I healed. And that became melalamo.com. Um, long story short and many, many years later, um, Melamo was shut down, relaunched. Um, I have taken this on like I never thought I would before. Um, I well, now you started blogging before blogging was a thing. Just yes. pointing that out. Before this was Thank a popular. You. <laughs> Thank no, you. I swear I remember because when you started it, I'm like, what is this? Like you, we yeah. didn't know what a blog was when you were doing yeah. it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Now, now we have clarity with what it is and what you what you do with a blog. But you're like the OG because you did it before it was a trend or before um, more people yeah. were doing it. Thank you for acknowledging that because everybody's like everybody has a blog now I and know. everybody has like a podcast or something creative, which is wonderful. Right, but it's so. There's, 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 there's just so much of it. It's, it's hard for you to sift through what's good and what's bad. Right. I mean, I'm not saying I'm amazing, but yes, I've been blogging since 2013, um, before anybody knew what it was. And on top of that, what I was talking about wasn't being spoken about. So here's a young Latina woman talking about anxiety and depression and and talking about fashion and talking about, you know, that she went to a Titico club on the weekend. She's talking about what food she's eating. And it was just so difficult for me to fit in a niche. So I haven't really worked with a lot of brands and I haven't really, you know, collaborated with many people because I've been in a niche of my own. 
So now that I am, you know, I found my space, I've inspired so many people to find their own spaces. And now right. I'm, my niche is growing, which is wonderful. I, I think you, you are the niche though. Like there's no, I, I already think of you with certain things and it's because of what you put out there. Right. So once a month, yeah. I'm already thinking, where's her video? Is there going to be a new video? And then you gave birth. Right. And yes. you shared your ama- I feel like you're someone who is just vulnerable, honest, and is going to share with you the lessons that you learned. So there really isn't a particular niche for that. You're just sharing healing as you go along your journey. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So it's really, really nice to watch you share everything because even though I am not pregnant or I'm not having a baby soon, <laughs> I already saw your video and I'm like, okay, I'm going to think of her with all of these things. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's, that's my thing. I, like I said, I heal uh, my own self by helping others heal and by exchanging energy and by sharing myself. So it was so easy for me to, you know, share my entire pregnancy with my followers and, and give birth and, and be able to share the things that, you know, weren't given to me. So my other big thing is I like to create content that's not out there. So when I was pregnant, I was looking for, you know, um, spiritual videos. How can I incorporate spirituality with my pregnancy? Nothing out there. So I had to create something of my own. How can I, you know, what's, what to expect in the delivery room uh, from the angle of a Latina? There, there wasn't anything out there. So I like to so create there, there's content. nothing out there on that? There's nothing out there. I mean, there is, but to be honest, they're all white women. And they, there's wow. a bias there. So there's a difference between, yes, you giving birth and, and you having your, your white mother and your white mother-in-law <laughs> in the room <laughs> than there is having oh your God. very loud Cuban mother who's trying to record the whole birth when they there's a huge poster <laughs> and your Dominican mother-in-law who's like massaging you and like saying things in your ear. It's, it's, it's funny. So I like to record as much as possible and, and put it out there it's because I know that there's people out there looking for content like that. Right. So for me to be the originator of certain things is awesome. There's a huge it's difference awesome. and it's not just the noise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. So before we talk about where you are right now, yes. um, tell us a little bit about what started your journey in discovering, you know, with anxiety. And I've been watching you, so I know some things, but to those who don't, what really started you on your journey? What moment did you have that you're like, okay. I need to get better. I need to like figure out what's up with me and let me go maybe see a therapist or what started that for you? Right. So as, as anybody might say, before you go up, you, you know, you come from a place where you're super down. So I had to hit rock bottom before I realized, okay, this is not the life that I want to live. Yes, you feel like you're dying and yes, you have suicidal ideations and you, you think about the worst things ever. Um, but there's a little spark in you. You all, everybody has a light. So that little spark is always on. Um, I think it was that little spark that kind of just like woke me up and I was just like, all right, I, I know it's there. I just need to make it brighter. Uh, I, um, look up to Marianne Williamson who says, uh, darkness doesn't exist. It's only the absence of light. So that has always been in my head, always been in my heart. So that was what prompted me to, um, you know, 
screw what everybody else says about um, therapy, especially in the Latino community. I'm going to go see a therapist. Right. So I saw a therapist um, for a while. I was seeing her intensively a couple of times a week. And it really helped me. Um, Now, did you talk to your mom before you started therapy? Was it an event that caused you to say, I need to do this now? So there was an event that happened. I suffer from panic attacks. And there was one day that I just got home and just like broke down into a really, really bad one. And for one week, I was like bedridden and I was just out. I turned myself off. I was not eating, not showering, not doing anything. If it wasn't for my mother and my father, um, I really wouldn't have lived through it. Um, I, I, I like to talk about this. Well, not that I like to talk about this. I actually just recorded a video on it because I haven't told anybody this ever. I'm not revealing anything that's to get, that's going to be in the video. But I, during that breakdown, I felt so guilty because I honestly, I wanted to kill myself. But I didn't have the balls to. I was like, I am so pathetic. How could you want to kill yourself but not have, but be so anxious about it and be so depressed that you can't? So that was where I was at for context. And then it took a lot of spiritual work. It took a lot of, and different types of spiritual work, to be honest. It took a lot of reading. It took a lot of um, just thinking and, and, and introspective work to pull myself out enough to be able to do what I'm doing today. You know, thank you for sharing that because when, when you're not educated on mental, you know, mental health and the whole issue around suicide, what you hear a lot of is, oh, if the person wanted to kill themselves, they'll kill themselves. Oh yeah. And that's a big thing in the Latino community too. And I can't even imagine someone who's going through what you went through to hear, "Ah, if it was real, you would have done it. Yeah. You know, and for you to share that, what you were feeling in that moment was the guilt of not being able to do it. It's so complex. It's not what people want it to be, this black and white thing of like, ah, you're right. You'll be fine. Right. It's the hardest thing. And and you just, you're constantly pointing the finger at yourself. One of the things I'm most proud of when it comes to my life is having had the strength to pull myself out of that situation. If I die tomorrow, then I'll be happy with what I've done so far in my life because I'm here like inspiring others. And, and, and even if it's a small inspiration, just getting someone to pick up the phone or, or pick up their phone and Google therapy is, is, is a big step. Right. So I, I can imagine that when you started going to therapy, was this something you shared with your family? I know I started maybe like four or five years ago and it was like, shh, you don't need to be pre, you know, walking around town telling everybody you're going to therapy because you're yeah. fine. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like you're fine. You're just being not that anyone particularly said this to me because I wouldn't want to, you know, mm-hmm. but it's just like, oh, OK, you don't need to talk about that. It's, it's, it's a very taboo thing. Um, to be honest, no, I didn't tell anybody but my, you know, my mom, my dad, my brother knew. Um, and it wasn't until I had, again, the balls to publish something. My blog was out, but I wasn't really blogging. And it wasn't until I uh, was asked to contribute to actually a, uh, a Dominican literary magazine online. Um, and I wrote about my mental health from the perspective of um, a first-generation Dominican-American woman. 
and I posted it on Facebook. You know, our families live on Facebook. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and my aunts read it and my uncles read it and my, oh my cousins goodness, read, they it. read it. They read it and and they were just like, What? You suffer from anxiety too? And I was like, Too? Stop it. I just got chills. So I'm like, wow. So I have like immediate family who also suffer from mental illness and we just do it's not something we talk about. Right. It's, it's, it's crazy. And I think that was another driver that, uh, prompted me to talk about this more. So from then on, it's just been like all mental health, uh, all the time. And just like trying my best to be the best me and inspiring others to do the same. Which you're already doing. (laughs) That's awesome. So thank you with, with going to therapy and, you know, I remember my first experience, I walked in there and he's like, okay, you know, Thanks for coming in. Is there, is there anything you would like to start talking about? And I was like, I mean, I'm okay. He's like, are you sure? And I was like, no. And then it's just like the waterworks. <laughs> and I was like, I have this and I have that. And he just looked at me like, girl, I knew that was coming. Yeah. How was your experience? Did you have one person? Have you had multiple people? How has it worked for you? So I have only done therapy once and I say once because I started and I ended and I didn't go back, but it was a while. Um, I think I went to therapy for a year. Um, and like I said, in the beginning I was going intensively. It was like right after that, like big breakdown. Um, I was going a couple times a week. Um, I, it was my first time, so I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, now I wish I would have shopped around. People say you should date your therapist. I've heard if that. You don't like them. You should break up with them and find another one. Um, all in all, she was really good. She gave me the tools that I needed to um, calm myself down during a panic attack. And, and, and really, if I'm going to overthink, then think in a smart way. Um, but if I would have done it again, I probably would have shopped around. I really wanted someone that I could um, connect with on, on, a, on a certain level. But like I tell a lot of people who ask me, you know, how do you find the perfect therapist? You can't just go online and type in um, Latina therapist who's 43 and has been through a breakup and has gone through this certain situation. You have to shop around. So, yeah. I think what's really important that you touched upon earlier is you need to be that voice because there's a lot of girls that are going to relate to you. Right. There's a lot of women that are going to say she's a Latina mom. Like, I want to hear her voice. And I have to say it brings me comfort as well when you're talking about, you know, therapy and mental health and our families. Like, I get you. So it's easier to understand your message. Now, what do you do now? Like, what are some tools that you can share that help you in these moments of anxiety or where you feel like things are getting out of control for you what what are the tools that you use simply the first thing you have to do is breathe it's you uh already have the tools that you need to heal yourself so the first thing that you do is breathe um whenever i give talks at um high schools and you know you're, you're talking to young girls who have no idea what you're saying because this is not spoken about and i tell them to just breathe they look at me like that's it i'm like yeah mm. So I breathe in for six seconds, hold it for four and breathe out for six seconds. And I do that and do that and do that. So that's like a form of meditation. You, you breathe in, count to six and then, okay, got right. it. Right. And you try to sit as still as possible. When um, I'm going through really, really bad anxiety and I'm in a public place, 
um, I try to focus on, on something, on one thing. If I start to look around, some people focus on different things and, and, and try to, uh, play the I spy game and I spy this and I spy that. I try to focus on one thing and just like drill into it. And that kind of grounds me. It reminds me that I'm still here. I'm still on earth. I'm not like floating in the air and, you know, letting my anxiety take me away. It helps me ground myself. Um, and another thing that I do that's really, really easy is I carry a stone around with me. I carry a crystal around with me. Right. And I <laughs> it depends what I'm feeling that day. Um, I, my husband recently gave me this amethyst uh, necklace. Oh. So I've been wearing that. So in a really, really anxious moment, and, and let's say I'm in public, I work in a corporate setting. I kind of just grasp it. And that reminds me that like, you know, I'm still on earth. I'm still okay. here. I'm Okay. And those now, are just really recently, easy things. Right. You recently put out affirmations. So everyone after this interview will go and look you up. Yes. But you put up affirmations. Are affirmations something that help you during these times? And I, I mean, they help us on a regular basis, but especially during these moments. Is that a method that you also use? Affirmations are a way of life in my entire family, to be honest. I, yes, I use them in anxious moments. I use them in depressed moments. Um, sometimes it's hard and I have to force myself, but it's okay. If you have to look in the mirror and, you know, say, I am beautiful, but you feel ugly, then you're, you're doing your own, you're doing your work. You're doing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. work. Um, right. I even use it with my daughter now. Like when she's crying, we say, you're okay. You're okay. You're okay. Or you're beautiful or you're smart. And, and you just see her expressions changing. And that's definitely something that we want to keep doing with her. But yes, affirmations are life I right. everything. because you're starting her young which is really really important oh we started from the belly i would like <laughs> rub my belly down with oil we would talk to her and tell her you're so smart and you're so beautiful and you're so this and you're so that and she would kick back so i'm like she knows she knows what we're talking about <laughs> she knows she has a conscious mommy so tell me more about you know your purpose with with your blog your purpose with what you put out there I don't want to say it for you. I see what you do and I see the impact that it has because I read what people tell you and I read what everyone shares with you. So yeah. what would you say is your goal? What is your purpose with, with Melamode? It's a difficult question. I'm at a crossroads right now because I'm going through so many changes. Um, I am still a growing adult. I'm not at, quite at 30 yet, but I'm almost there. Girl, we don't need to talk about 30s. We're fine. <laughs> I'm We're almost fine. there. I, I'm newly married. I'm a new mom. So I'm kind of just like, you know, what do I want to do? I really know. I, I really enjoy that I have built a small community of women um, and some men that look up to me, that, that see me as a source of light, that see me as a resource um, I want to continue that, but I just want to make that community bigger. If I could touch a soul in one country, each country of the world, my life will be complete. I think that's my ultimate goal. And I would like to use as many resources as possible, as many ways that I can touch people and reach people. Um, I'll do it. I just recently got into videos. So I have a YouTube channel. Um, I would love to someday have a podcast. Um, I would love to do more public speaking. So definitely be on the lookout because I have a few things I will. My I've been watching. <laughs> Tell me more about your... So for, all, for everyone who doesn't know about the new moon and full moon rituals. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people out there that don't really understand this concept. And I think you make it very clear in your videos. So for the listeners, can you give us like an abridged version of what it means every single month 
to sit down and do these rituals? So rituals are a thing, just that word scares people. And I just like to say a ritual is something you do every day. A ritual is something you do every month. A ritual is just a practice, something that you practice. Um, when it comes to the moon, it's just something that I've always been interested in, something I've always been obsessed with. Um, so when it came to healing, I, and I started to look up different spiritual practices aside from going to church, aside from, you know, using crystals, aside from using sage, I came across moon rituals and they have been everything. They have changed my life completely. Uh, basically when you do a ritual with the full moon, you are doing it to release. So you, in my video, I explain fully what you do, but what you basically do is you write down all the things that you want to release trying to put down all of the energy that you can onto the paper and then you burn it. Uh, with the new moon, you use the new moon energy to manifest. So once you've cleared it away, you're played and cleared away all the negative things and all the things that you want to get rid of with the full moon, you have this new fresh space to manifest all the blessings that live within you. So you write down, you have a new moon journal. I encourage everybody to buy a fresh new moon journal that they can do all their rituals with. And then you write down all your manifestations in there, everything that you would like to see manifest in your life. And uh, it eventually, I mean, I hope it comes through for everybody as long as it's... So you do it every month? I do it every month. I do it with my husband or anybody who wants to join us in our apartment. So we're open to, you know, whoever wants to do it with us, the more the merrier, honestly. That's, when you go to church and they put incense all around the church. It's so your prayers and your blessings can reach God is what they say. So when we do these rituals, um, we always think that the more the merrier, the the more energy that's in the room, the more, you know, the faster it's going to get up into the universe. Right. So now let's switch gears. And you mentioned your husband. So he seems like he is a partner in crime because we just saw the video. If you haven't guys, is it up yet on YouTube? It's up on YouTube. We right, have a full video, guys? yeah, explaining our like relationship journey and just like it's re- it's a really candid um, Instagram live video. Right. Was your relationship like this from the beginning in terms of you know having this communication of uh, spirituality and having these be able to share this space together and do rituals together? How did it get to where it's at right now? Time. time and nurturing and love um it's something that we did we even spoke about this uh spirituality on our first date but it wasn't as in depth as it is today but yeah just time um i do have people who um dm me and hit me up and they're just like how do i get my partner involved i'm like you can't push anybody to do that. They just have to be interested in it. Sooner or later, if they see you, you know, writing a notebook every month or like burning a paper every month, they're going to get interested. And I do have you know, people who hit me up sooner or later and they're like, hey, thank you so much. Uh, my husband or my boyfriend or my girlfriend, whatever, they finally you know, decided to ask questions. And we did our first rituals together and I just want to thank you. And that just like warms my heart. Right. That is so sweet to have someone who understands you and can do it with you. It's a plus. Yeah. And especially yeah, sure. now being a new mom, yeah, how has that was, this journey been for you? It's been huge. Being a mom has changed everything. It changes the way that you think of yourself. It changes the way that you think of your partner. Thankfully for us, it's been for the better. I know that, you know, these types of changes can be detrimental to some relationships, but we're so thankful that we like stuck together. It's not always easy. I'm not going to say that. We're not the perfect couple. We're not the perfect parents. 
but we try our best. All you can do is try your best. Um, your main priority is keeping this little person that you just created alive. <laughs> so if you can keep them alive and enrich them in the process and, and, and you know, give them the tools, you know, that to be their best selves, then you're, you're doing an amazing job. Right, right. So. Is that, is, do I hear her in the background? Yeah. I think you hear her in the background. She's like waking up from a nap. <laughs> she was destined to make a cameo. So. Yeah, yeah. So now with with having the baby, do you find that you're still grounded or that you you have to practice your spirituality even more? Um, I feel like being a mother has brought out a different side in my spirituality. Um, I definitely feel more connected. Um, somebody told me once that women are very close to likeness with God because they are creators of human beings. And I was like, oh my God, that's mind blowing. Um, once I started to think about that, I really, really felt connected to you know my womb and, and the gift that I've been given. Um, so I still do the same exact things I used to do, but I just, I don't know. It's, it's just, I just feel so much easily, so much, the connection is so much easier, um, especially congregating with other mothers and, and sharing, you know, our gifts with each other and the way that we do things. It's just been really uh, a natural flow, if you will. Right. Now, do you have a morning practice? Do you have something, I say like a routine, I have my morning practice that honestly, I don't leave my house if I don't do it. I need to make yeah. sure it's done before I touch anything, do anything. Do you have something like that? I definitely used to. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think motherhood makes it really hard to uh, stick with the same practices that you used to have. So I would right. love to go back to, you know, what my morning practices used to be, which affirmations and, you know, taking a hot bath every morning and just like, you know, lathering on the oils and whatever. Those, yes. <laughs> um, now it's not really like that. So now you have to get the baby ready and make sure that, you know, the nanny's here and whatever. Um, the one thing that I do stick with and the one thing that I don't uh, uh, leave the house without doing is saying thank you. So as soon mm-hmm. as I like sit up in the bed, I just say, you know, thank you, God, for another day. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. I like to at least say it once and then, mm-hmm. you know, my morning is complete. Right, right. Gratitude is honestly the key. You know how there's not one thing that's universal that you can't do for everything? Yeah. But I think gratitude is that thing. That yeah. in every situation, and I'm sure we've had our share of experiences where you think like, what is happening? Why does this keep happening? The only thing you yeah. can do is have some, find something to be grateful for. Exactly. I always say that you can't move on and you can't... Um, be in the space that you want to be without being grateful for the space that you are in now. Right. So starting my day like that is absolutely key. Right. Now, do you, do you still go to church? Is it, it's religion something that, because people have this thing of spirituality versus religion. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's just a choice and nothing is against the other, in my opinion, like because I'm spiritual doesn't mean I'm like anti-God because you know, it's, it's, this conditioning around it yeah so how do you blend the two if you do I just do to be honest um I don't really have a way to explain it and people I'm I'm guessing some people think I'm weird for it but I have always done what feels good to my soul um so I've used to go to church and I still go to church sometimes I don't go as often as I should 
um, or as I want to, but, you know, I still, I meditate and I have, you know, a statue of Christ next to a statue of Buddha in my apartment. And yes, that might be super wrong to some people, but to me, it just feels fine. To me, every religion has its own God, but in, to me, God is everywhere. God is everything. So it's just one higher power, one higher entity, whatever you want to call it is your business. Um, but that's how I see myself and that's why I see myself in, in God. So, so what are you going to teach the baby? Um, I still would like to, and this is still like in conversation in my house. <laughs> right. um, we, our parents are still like devout, you know, Catholics and they go to church and whatever. So we still want to baptize her and, you know, teach her about Christianity and, and Catholicism like we did. We both went to Catholic school as kids. Um, but I won't, you know, keep from her that, you know, this is what Buddhists do. And this is what, um, you know, Jewish people believe. And this is what, you know, there's different religions in the world. And I just think that expands your mind. It, it opens you up to, to the rest of the world. It doesn't enclose you. So I definitely would love to do that with her. Right. I ask you this. My mom, she was just in the hospital. And when she's feeling better, she's like, God saved me. I'm like, that's good. And, you know, we're having that talk. And she's like, please baptize my grandchildren. I was like, mom, what are you, <laughs> what are you talking about right now? Like, she's like, don't you see? And I'm like, mom, we're not going to have this conversation right now. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's definitely a big thing. Yeah. yeah. She's, they're really, they get scared because they're like, okay, our kids are spiritual, whatever that means to them. So does that mean they're not going to baptize their kids and like, mm-hmm. what's going to, they're not going to go to church. And, you know, it was so strong for them. Yeah. So I ask you that because I'm sure everyone probably is like, hey. Yeah. It's definitely been a conversation in our household. But to me, it's more of a tradition thing. Like, you know, I was baptized. so I would love to baptize my daughter. Um, Is it necessary? Um, I wouldn't say it is. Um, But it's definitely something that I want to do. So we're going to do it. (laughs) Right. As a family. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So tell us before we wrap up, I'm going to ask you three questions. Oh my gosh. You got this. <laughs> three questions. <laughs> so what do you think the meaning of life is? Oh my Lord, this is hard. The meaning of life. First thing that pops into my head because it's literally what's been, what saved my life. The meaning of life is love. The meaning of life is love to me. Love to me is the answer to everything um, that may or may not make sense to other people. I may or may not have the perfect explanation for it, but love is really the answer to everything. It is the crusher of your ego. It is the light of your life. Um, and the more people that realize it, I feel, the more uh, the world's going to change and the faster it's going to change. You, you mentioned ego. What is the ego? Ego is the evil little thing that lives in your body, <laughs> that lives in your mind, that makes you the center of attention, that it's narcissistic, it is self-centered, it is selfish, it is uh, angry, and uh, yeah, it just makes you focus on the things that you don't focus on. It strays you away from your connection with your higher self. It strays you away from your uh, connection to God. Um, yeah, you have to suppress it in order to live sometimes. So, right. I read somewhere or I heard 
uh, Deepak Chopra, he used to say the ego, or he still does, the ego is, stands for edging God out. Yes. So it's in those moments where we're focusing, we're not in alignment with God. And, and that's really our thoughts. It can, yeah. The ego can be so loud. Very. That, you know, we really have to be mindful of when it's that voice. Yep. So what is your take on fear? Ooh. I think fear and the ego are either cousins or brothers and sisters. Or I think best they're friends. super close. I would say brother <laughs> and sister because... Or maybe even the same person. Um, fear is what drives you away from your divine purpose. Um, fear tries to drive me away from my divine purpose every day. Um, it's very difficult to completely erase it. I feel like it's always going to be there, but making your connection stronger and really exercising those muscles, um, kind of cancels it out at some point, at some moments. And and, and it, and it's, it's in those moments that you feel your best, that you feel your strongest, that you feel your most connected. So it's definitely something that I'm still learning to tackle. I feel like everybody's always learning to tackle fear. Um, but it's definitely one of those muscles that we have to exercise the most. I like what you said, because I think when we have these kind of conversations, people try to get rid of fear. And yeah. I think that's an impossible task. It's always I think that it's, it's, it's going to be it's there. It's not possible. I don't think that's possible. Right. It's always going to be there. And Elizabeth Gilbert said this in Big Magic. It's, it's going to be in the car. Just don't let I it. I love that book. I love right, that book. Right. Just don't let it drive the car. You're going to be fine. So that's right. awesome. And my last question is, what do you want to be known for? If there's, if there, if there's a, I'll let you answer it. I won't even add anything to it. <laughs> I'll let you answer that. What do I want to be known for? Oh, boy. I always say this to, to my followers and, and, and people who read my stuff. Um, your life is your scripture your life is like you are a legend like what do you what do you want to be known for and i'm thinking about it now i'm just like oh. <laughs> <laughs> um i guess i just want to be known for being full of love um helping people reach their or even acknowledge their divine purpose like finding their way um and just being a light not, not to say I don't have my dark moments, but I just want to be a walking reminder of the fact that everyone does have a light. So far, from what I've been hearing and the messages that I receive, I've been doing an okay job. <laughs> You're doing a but, wonderful job. <laughs> um, and I really try my best to answer every single message everyone gives me, but I would love to get to a point that like, I need help reading messages because I receive Amen. so Amen. Right. Amen so, to that. Mm-hmm. And I think you... The reason that you show you're a light is because you also show your darkness, yeah. right? So yeah. it's, it's very easy to prance around saying, thank you, when everything's mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah. But the reality is that things, in my opinion, are always going to be a mess. So yeah. we just have to do our best. Um, but you share that. You share Guys, this is not like I see memes everywhere about spirituality mm-hmm. and how people are like, what you think it is, what it really is. Exactly. You know, it never ends. It's just that's how light is. Life yeah, is. You, you have to respect your duality and you cannot ignore your shadow self. It's, it's what's going to help you get farther than where you are right now. 
Right. And you, you show that all the time. Thank you for being your true self and sharing the message that you do share. And I think it's extremely powerful, especially in our community, what you represent being a Latina for us that we're trying to find our way with, you know, learning about ourselves. If you do not see someone you can relate to, it can feel a little challenging to understand or to think that they're going to help you in any capacity. And I think right. you do a very, very, an amazing job being that voice. And I hope you continue, you so and you will probably <laughs> continue yeah. being that voice. So where can we find you? Where can we find your blog, channel, social media? So all my social media and all the links to everything, everywhere that I am are on my website, which is melalamode.com. It's M-E-L-A-L-A-M-O-D-E.com. Gotcha. So we'll see that on Facebook, Instagram. Do you have a yep, Twitter? Facebook. Twitter, YouTube. Definitely you subscribe Instagram. to YouTube. <laughs> oh no, girl, you're missing out. <laughs> I stalk you on Instagram. I think I think Instagram knows too because you always pop up first. I'm like, let me see what's going on. <laughs> so that's awesome. It's been so nice to have you on. Thank you. Thank you so, so much so for much. having me. Thank you. And guys, always remember to choose gratitude over fear.